Today, the CDC says COVID-19 infections are likely 10 times higher than the official numbers. The Trump administration attempts to overturn Obamacare. And Joe Biden gives a very startling new statistic on the deaths from the coronavirus. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Friday to everyone. Uh, today is a very special day. And I say that because it is the return of Stuber Gear mm. and Pat Gray yes. at Yay. one time on the News and Why It Matters. Pretty exciting. I feel like it's been yeah. like oh, at least 10 years. Yeah, people have been demanding it. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had a lot of uh, petitions. <laughs> Change.org. There were some, there there were some protests. There was a protest. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw some. They saw them in Minneapolis. <laughs> and uh, they kept. there was a big protest in Minneapolis. Yeah. They set some things on fire. They yeah. said, bring back Pat and Stu. So we came back. Yeah. Right. So Stu of Stu Does America. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. It is a pure Blaze TV show today. And Stu, I, I, gotta get, I, I can't oh. see what your shirt says. Can uh, you show everyone? Mm. It's, it's great. Whatever. Whatever. It's every so review on my on iTunes uh, just says that. It says five stars, and then it's it's great. Whatever. Which, by the way, has trickled over to our reviews yes. as well. <laughs> a lot on of people. The news. We. I was going through, and I'm like, at first, before I knew mm -hmm. that that was your thing. Yeah. I'm like, why are all these people just saying it's great? Whatever on my show. <laughs> I don't understand. It's so dismissive. I had to ask you. My poor wife is even getting them now. Uh, Lisa Page <laughs> made me do it, and they're just like, uh, that's her little Instagram thing, and people are just like, send her messages and just say it's great. Whatever. She's like, what is this? It's why very are they offensive? If you don't know yes. what <laughs> what they mean, that's kind of my thing. Very <laughs> offensive, and it really kind of just stays offensive usually. <laughs> uh, well, so if you gentlemen have not heard COVID nineteen back in session, yes, at the top of the list there apparently the mm. news cycle is done for now with uh with black lives matter and the protests back to covid 19 <laughs> so the cdc director uh said yesterday that the agency's best estimate right now is that for every case every coronavirus case that's reported there are actually 10 other infections um now i want to present this information to you with a couple other stories that kind of go along with it. But um, yeah, they said that this assumption comes from large-scale blood tests that have been performed around the country, uh, the results of which have consistently demonstrated that the virus is likely far more widespread than official numbers indicate, which is not really news to me because all they kept doing was talking about asymptomatic you know, spread. Pe a lot of people probably mm -hmm. have it and don't know that they have it or had it and didn't know that they had it and spread it because the majority of us will have it and not show any symptoms. But for some reason, uh, this is now a, a, a cause uh, for much concern. Much concern. I think that's good news. I, I agree. Doesn't that mean the death rate is lower? Yeah, by a lot. It, yeah. You're talking about 25 million people who've had it, most of whom, 23 million of which, don't even know it. Right. That's a good thing. Right. Uh, what could be? What's wrong with that? Right. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, that shows you can get the disease and it does absolutely nothing to you. Uh, that should make it less scary. For the overwhelming think. majority of people. Yeah, overwhelming. I mean, even the ones we know about, the 2.4 million we know about, even for that vast majority, it's not a big deal. Uh, there is a fraction of people that have a really tough time with it and worse. Uh, but for most of us, I mean, 
That puts the death rate at what, 0.1, like flu? It's, it's going to be higher than that, unfortunately. Be- Will it? Yeah, because it's still... It'll be pretty low. It's like, though. it's a mix, right? Like, it's it, it confirms something that we all kind of knew, right? Which is that this, you know, I, we did a monologue on this back in March, right? Donald Trump was getting yes. beat up. Oh, I think it's going to be under yep. one. Uh, and everyone was hammering him because the World Health Organization was saying it was 3.4%. No one ever... I mean, it was not 3.4%. We all knew there was asymptomatic cases, right? Um, so... Uh, this is a mixed news thing for me. Like, it's good that that's confirmed, right? I think, you know, at least there's close to confirmed as it could be. However, they're saying only 7% of the nation has had it. And 7% is not a lot. There's a lot of growth room there, 93% of the country that hasn't had it. Um, but why should we mm-hmm. trust that? Because they've so been wrong about literally everything well, they what, go back and forth on. Well, it's the same, we're talking about the same test, though, right? So you're, you're, you're trusting it's 10 times more, right? Right. So that test, if that's, but that's, that's means they, they said that test is saying it's 7% of the country. No, 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 I, I agree. With, I'm just saying like, if, if that many people, if that many oh, more people have had it, times. couldn't it be more than that? Right. Sure, because I, they said it came into the country on a certain date, but then we found out later that it actually came into the country before that. So this is based on serology test, yeah. right? Antibody test, which by the way, I got my results back on my antibody test today. Never have had COVID. Bummer. Uh, I'm so annoyed. Uh, Where did you do it? Because I want to do that. Yeah, I can I get uh, one. Yeah, I got it at like Quest Diagnostics. You just go in there and ask for in it? In and out in five minutes. Um, wow. Schedule it online, in and out in five minutes. The easiest thing in the world. I would seriously uh, encourage anyone to do it because it gives you an idea. If you've had it, yeah. you're like... A superhero. You can walk around. You can yeah. walk through walls. You can fly. Um, nothing can hurt you. If you had you. it, you're asking for the, the immunity paper. I want the card. I, I Seriously, if I got it positive, I would have printed it out and brought it with me everywhere I went. I have to wear a mask. I'll check this out. huh? Let me flash my badge. Um, so unfortunately, no. Um, but uh, So I think it, there's positives to it in that like it obviously isn't as bad as some of the, 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 the media was trying to say it was at one point. I'm uh, I'm a little discouraged about it only being seven percent. Now it's a serology test. Like if they could be wrong, right? It maybe it's. But is it fifty percent? Probably not. Like the highest we've seen anywhere in America is Manhattan, which was twenty percent. So it's probably not higher than that. Certainly, mm. if it's seven percent, the minimum uh, infection fatality rate, uh, ratio would be zero point five five. So zero point five still it, pretty low. Well, the, mean, the, when you're talking about shutting down the economy right. over it, absolutely. The swine flu is 0.02. Yeah. So it's 25 times higher, more than that, 27 times higher than swine flu. The typical flu is as high as 0.05 when it comes to that. So you're 11 times worse than the flu and something that's more contagious. Okay, but let me ask you this. It's, it's we're, not we're, good. And we're speaking, but we're speaking in general terms. Mm-hmm. But certainly, once you take out the subset of the older population or mm-hmm. the population with underlying conditions... This is the New York approach. Take them all out, and then you don't have to worry about any fatalities anymore. <laughs> <But I> mean, <laughs> They're all dead. No more infections. <laughs> and I'm not. And, no, and I know, please, I know, please, I know, I'm no, not saying not. you're going to get me in trouble. I'm not saying I'm discounting the people who are more likely to have, uh, you yeah. know, horrible well, reactions. Continue to, this. to protect them. Protect them. Right. right. Protect mm-hmm. them. Yeah. But I'm just saying. But if you take those out of the number that we're talking about, doesn't the death rate then drop? Substantially. Yeah, I mean, first of all, well, Sarah yeah. has brought more tables or more stories about pro-life and saving people on ventilators than literally anyone I've ever met in my life. So there's no question about that. <laughs> your, 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 your credibility is very strong on that one. Um, but like, you know, when it comes to uh, you're right, it's it's hard, though, when, when it spreads among the general population, the general population work as uh, nurses, they work in grocery stores, they mm-hmm. they, they have parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. They, they you know, th- it's it's hard to just wall off people over 65 you're right like i think um i was doing some of the math today and the and the chances of someone in my age group 
getting COVID and dying is about 0.7%. Um, now, if you're 80, it's a hell of a lot higher. You're right. talking about one in four, one in five, right? So it is much, much worse for older people, but it's not nothing uh, for younger people. Um, it is, to me, better that it's spreading among younger people because you, yeah. you, you start getting a lot of people getting closer and closer to whatever you want to call it, herd immunity. Um, you know, you get cl- it, that builds, but 7% is nowhere near herd immunity, mm-hmm. which means the, the thing that, I, that I'm depressed about is just like, I was hoping that this would come out at 20 or 25%, and then we'd be able to say, well, wow, we've really gone a long way, yeah. and, you know, maybe it's not as bad as we thought. I think this kind of puts us right around the area where we sort of thought it was, where, you know, where Trump was talking about that initial time, you know, a little bit below 1%. But what, a little bit below 1% still really sucks, especially with something this contagious. And so we're going to have to do everything we can to do the opposite of everything Andrew Cuomo has done and keep these people, especially older people, protected yeah. uh, from this. Or we're going to have massive uh, outbreaks again. I just hope that, you know, it, it's tough because... You can't shut down the economy. You know, I mean, I, I think I'm out of step with a lot of conservatives on, like, how serious some of this is. But I'm not out of step, I don't think, on policy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no – you can't shut down the economy eternally. It is not an option. Well, I, I mean, certainly when you have shut down the economy and you go to reopen it, you have to have the understanding that you're going to have a rise in cases. Yes, right? totally. Like th- That should be the mm-hmm. expectation that once we mm-hmm. are letting people – uh, intermingle again, there is going to be a rise of infections yep. and that we shouldn't freak out about that and shut everything back down because I didn't think that we were like hiding out in our houses to hide from the actual virus right. itself this entire time. Also, when you're looting Nike stores with <laughs> 350 of your closest, most personal friends and none of you are wearing masks, <laughs> that's going to spread it as well. Yeah. I mean, like you know? you, you think yeah. about the protests are serious. Yeah. You know, we don't know the effect. There's some people saying that there's not a huge effect because we haven't had a big Minneapolis breakout, but we've had them in California. We've had them mm-hmm. in Dallas. We've had them in a lot of other places. There were ra- uh, riots and rallies. And I would add on to this, just south of where we are Mm -hmm. is a a country called Mexico where they have tested at 130th the rate of us. 130th. That's how many tests they've done. They have a death rate three times as high as ours. And their current, we are worried right now in Texas about a 12.7% positivity rate, okay, Uh, which is higher. It was a little under five before. They have a 59.8% positivity rate. Oh, 59. Wow, I hadn't heard that. That's amazing. That is a Jeez. horror show. Oof. Like, you know, it is like apocalyptic zone down there. And at some point, mm. if you don't have COVID-19 and you're in Mexico and everything is melting down, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many people have crossed that border and brought in COVID already into this country? Mm-hmm. It seems like two of the biggest states were out. Three of the biggest states, uh, Texas, Arizona, California. Now, huh. I wonder if there's any correlation. I'm huh. sure some of it is this, right? It might not all be this, but, I mean, right. Mexico is in serious, serious trouble. Brazil is the only country in the world that's doing worse than Mexico. Um, and that those countries, uh, there's several. Ecuador had a really bad break, outbreak as well. Central America, South America is where is the epicenter of this right now. And we have a border that we, you know, barely even look at. Even though I know the president has some concerns about it, it's not exactly addressed the way that we would like it. And that's going to be a problem because, mm-hmm. you know, especially their economy, how's it going to make it through that? Yeah. You know, they don't have, have to have hospitals, the treatment that we have. It's going to get ugly. Well, I want to I, I want to you bring up Texas. I want to move to what Governor Abbott announced today because I'm 
pissed. <laughs> I don't know if either of you are pissed, but I'm really pissed about it. Uh, so he has now, you know, we, we talked about yesterday, he put a pause. He said, well, the reopening is on pause right now. Mm-hmm. Well, today he came out and issued an executive order uh, ordering Texas bars to close again. I know, I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> restaurants to reduce back to 50% occupancy. Um, he also shut down river rafting trips. What? <laughs> I had four planned this weekend. That is my lifeblood. <laughs> That's all I do. <laughs> this bastard. Wow. wow. This guy's always been anti-river rafting. Always. We've made that always. point a thousand well, times. If we've said it once, you know. I will we've... never vote for him again because <laughs> of the river rafting. Wait, are water parks still open? Uh, that's what I don't like. I can bring my kid this weekend. Yes, I think they are. Okay. I don't see anything about pools or water parks or anything like that, but it, the river rafting trips, yeah. you can't do. You, you have to get rid of them. That's uh. the first thing to eliminate. <laughs> wow. uh, and also banned outdoor gatherings. Banned outdoor gatherings of over 100 people, unless local officials approve, which I'm sure if you have uh, a woke reason, yeah. you probably get approval for that very easily. Oh, absolutely. Gosh, if you're, if, you're, if you're just setting some things on fire, everything should be fine. Yeah. Uh, well, for the right reason. For the right reasons. So. Don't set something on fire to reopen the economy, to be able to feed your kids. But yeah. if you set something on fire for, you know, a certain race's lives. But what bothers me most about that is we're almost to July. Football season starts in <sighs> August. August. <laughs> And will the Dallas Cowboys be playing football at the AT&T Stadium or whatever they call it now? Has it changed again? I, don't know. I think it's still AT&T, <laughs> yeah. I think. At, uh, at Jerry World, will they be playing? Because if you can't, if you can't have a, a gathering of 100, you certainly can't have a gathering of 100,000. They were talking about you know, doing 25% capacity at the football stadiums. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you even do that? I don't know. If it's, if it's continuing to be... Uh, out of control like this, probably yeah. won't have a football season. I mean, I will say he did cite the increased uh, the increase in positive cases and the increase in hospitalizations. But if you really dig into the data, I would love to know if you've done this yet, because mm-hmm. I know if you haven't, I know that you will. <laughs> um, but from what I'm looking at and, uh, you know, the the explanation that I'm reading the hospitalizations, it's like the majority of people are being released with no, you know, no like long term horrible consequences. The yeah. death rate is still very low. And if you really look at it and then you think to yourself, OK, well, L.A. County just said that they saw a surge in their coronavirus cases, too. And they had very strict policies this entire time. They've stayed they stayed shut down for forever. It felt like they have the mask mandates. They have everything and they're still seeing a surge. Yep. Mm-hmm. So why then do we go back to that when we see that that's not containing their surge either? Yeah. And, and that's I think it's it, it, taking a step back here for a second and looking at this is that because I don't the hospitalizations, it, you know, they obviously lag the cases. We don't I, it's hard to know. I don't I did see the same thing you were talking yeah. about. And I, I, I would definitely like to know more about that. Um, uh, but, you know, that could take a little bit of time. It really, we were at our low three weeks ago mm-hmm. when it comes to positivity, uh, positive test rate three weeks ago. It trickled up a little bit that first week. It started a little bit more significantly, and it's much more significantly in the last week. I mean, 12.7%. He was talking about keeping it under 7 this whole time. Um, so the, right. we've been, we're now well north of what he, he stated when, he st- when he, we started opening up where he wanted to keep it. Um, and, you know, the, the issue with this, of course, is that it spreads fast. And if you start waiting for hospitalizations and deaths, then you're already too far behind. And so 
I think if you look at him, though, Abbott, and, and you know, I haven't, I don't know that he's been perfect on this. I like Abbott generally. I think we all like Abbott generally. You're probably the toughest on him when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. But, but like, when, it, when you look at his, look at his tone, right? Here's a guy. He was the first governor in America to talk about opening up um, uh, the economy. He did it before Georgia. Mm-hmm. Georgia wound up opening up a few days before us, but he was the first one to talk about it and, and announce a date. Um, he's not a guy who's like, I want to restrict everything. That's not really the way he is. Um, and here he is coming out three, two days ago. He said, hey, we're going to start doing some enforcement, some extra surge testing. Yesterday, it was another restriction. Then today, uh, that, yesterday was, uh, maybe it was the river rafting. There was something else he did yesterday. And then today was the bars um, and 50% restaurants. I think he's looking at, like, what are the worst things? I think they have been able to track some, uh, some bar incidents to sort of the large spreading, the super spreader type events uh, that have increased cases. And look, you know, people get drunk and they start not caring about any of these things. They all just run in, you know. You can do that at a restaurant, too. Right. And so he, now he's down to 50% there. You can. You're totally right. It doesn't mean you solve it. I think he's trying to walk this line of not letting it get. I don't. None of us want it to be Manhattan. None of us want to go back to this life that we had a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want it to stay open. I think he's trying to not let it get completely out of control because once it gets to that point where your hospitals are being overrun, you're way behind it. Um, we have found that you know some. I don't think it's a government action. It's about what people do. We've seen this over and over again, and we saw it this weekend already. All restaurant reservations are d- dropping like a, like a you know like a, a rock in water right now because people are like, eh, I don't know if I want to try this right now. Let's see what happens. We are leading the government, and if you know the government restrictions are part of this. Um, I know a town right around here. If you remember Colleyville, which was the first town that came out and said we're going to open up our restaurants, they were the first one basically in America, if I remember right. They did it on their own before the state. They said, look, there's a mask uh, uh, mandate in our county. We're not going to put any resources to enforce it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, so this is what's going to happen. They're Mm -hmm. not going to go around fining people. What they're trying to do is communicate the level of of seriousness. Mm -hmm. They're trying to say, guys, we were okay with this just a couple weeks ago. Remember us? We were the ones that opened everything up. We're getting panicked. Be cool. Stay away from each other. Please don't uh, do the whole sneezing in each other's face things that you guys always like to do. Yeah. Try to skip that if you can. Well, there you have it. Stubergeer, uh, Governor Abbott, apologize. Yes, that's me. Uh, we've got more to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. If you are a dog owner, uh, you obviously want the best for your dog. You want your dog to stay healthy. You want your dog to thrive. But if you're feeding them dry dog food, what you probably don't know is that all of the good stuff that's supposed to be in their food that helps them thrive is actually they, they kill it all they, when they sterilize it to give it that long shelf life. So all the nutrients, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, probiotics, omega oils that you're losing when they do that, you can gain back into your food if you use Rough Greens. Uh, It's a supplement that you add, you sprinkle it on top of the dog's food. You don't have to replace your dog's food. And um, it is jam-packed with all of those things that will promote a happy and healthier lifestyle. Plus, your dog is going to love it. Um, My dog loves it. Your dog loves it. Mm-hmm. I know. And he has like a senior dog. He's like 114 years old. <laughs> yeah. oh, in dog years, he's older than that. He's actually 700. And <laughs> those aren't dog years. Uh, yeah, no, Miles loves it. And, you know, he's, he's a very slow eater. He's one mm-hmm. of those dogs that like looks at his food and like examines it for a while before he starts eating. Not when this stuff's on. That's how my yeah, dog is too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was so picky. I mean, she, it'd be like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, why haven't you eaten your breakfast? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? Not anymore. Uh, you can take the Rough Greens 14-day Jumpstart Challenge today. It is $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. I mean, I'm just saying if you care about your dog, 
you should probably go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. If you don't like your dog and you're a horrible dog owner, then I guess you won't go there. I heard Greg Abbott doesn't like his dog. That. I heard he didn't either. See? He's not going to go to Rough Greens, so you need to. It's roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash blaze. Back in a minute. Joe Biden, actually, we're talking about this whole coronavirus thing. Um, he has come out and said he would require face masks nationwide if elected president. So that's something to consider. He would require PPE if elected president. Although I think we need to hear him out on this one because if the numbers are as staggering as he suggests, Mm -hmm. he could be onto something. I don't know. Listen to Joe Biden uh, talking about just how many deaths there really are from coronavirus. Watch. What people drastically underestimate is the impact on the mental health of people who now everything is complicated. Not only is the health care piece, but people don't have a job. People don't have anywhere to go. They don't know what they're going to do. And a lot of people you have unnecessarily. Now we have over 120 million dead from COVID. <laughs> That's too many. What? That is too many. He's right about this. How? seen and this anywhere. They really yeah. should have. Uh, been covering, uh, the, the, you know, the conservative media has been covering yeah. up. Here's about things. Greg Abbott now, Sarah. <laughs> we should close bars, obviously. 120 million people a are third dead. of the population. You go back and you think about when Trump started imposing restrictions, it was too late. But if he would have started like two weeks sooner, it might only be 60 or 70 million dead. <laughs> <laughs> but... But he waited too long. He did. And now it's 120 He did. I mean, look. That's a third of the nation. Yeah. That's too many people. And that's almost as many, isn't it, uh, as many gun violence deaths. Yeah. Uh, Yes. That's true. Almost. That was what? It was 150 million. million. 150 million. He has this weird thing where he just puts million behind every number. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how numbers work at all. You have to know what the number is. You can't just say million after everything. That's right. But apparently that's what he believes. Uh, Yeah, no, that was a surprising one for me. And I have to say, watching it back um, really up close. Because when we saw this, we did a little bit of this on the radio today, and we and we showed the clip. Of, the TV was kind of far away. He really does look like Abraham Lincoln, doesn't he? In he does. The video. I mean, he I, looks so stupid. <laughs> the beard. Although, okay, so let me ask you, which, which look is more ridiculous, this one, mm-hmm. or the one where he just hangs just the one? Loop? Yes. He just he pulls one loop off, and it's just the the mask hanging from one ear. Here's yeah. the thing: there's never a reason to do either of the things you just discussed. If you need to have a mask on, it needs to be on. If you don't need to have the mask on, it doesn't need to be on. Those are the two positions, on and off. As he's touching his nose, by the way. It's so bad. I mean, like, there is never really a reason to have a mask on outside. Unless, with the exception of, you are uh, at a protest and you're trying to burn down a JCPenney, then maybe you want to put it on just to hide your identity. Um, But you don't want to inhale too much smoke. That's right. There's another reason. But when you're at something like this, this is just, it's, it's just posturing, right? These reporters are out there doing these things um there's no evidence to show that when if you are in a super tight crowd like a protest um mask might be a good idea outside if you were at a if you were at a like a you know a, a packed in you know, college football game with a hundred thousand people maybe you might want to consider that but really there's no evidence to show that outdoor transmission is likely in any normal circumstance it's just posturing when you're wearing a mask outside or just being ridiculously over overly careful biden is i, I would say in the vulnerable age, so he should be as careful as he needs to be. But, I mean, most of this is just ridiculous. Well, plus, Pat, you know, you have... I, I've read so many headlines that are blaming... They're they're looking under a microscope at Texas, Florida, all of those places. 
New York mm-hmm. somehow completely off the hook, and they're blaming Texas reopening the economy for all of these horrible, scary surges. Yet in New York, they're, they've told their contact tracers not to ask people if they've been to a protest so that they can then publish the headline that it seems like the protests really have not contributed just, to the spikes. It's despicable. It's despic- And New York had the worst problem in the world. Right. In the world. Right. Their death rate was twice the number of the of the next highest country in the world, Belgium. which was Belgium. Mm-hmm. Belgium has, yeah, it was 831, there I think. There was a sick, uh, over 1,600 per million. Governor Cuomo was sending people back to nursing homes. I don't even understand <laughs> that. I, I don't begin to, everybody knew that, that nursing home residents were the most vulnerable among us. Why are you sending sick people to them? It's the single worst uh, decision, I believe, made in the entire... I mean, go back to freaking the yeah. Wuhan wet market. I, there's, right. yeah. The entire time, in the entire world, there's not been a worse decision and yet he gets all this credit. Mm-hmm. He's got an 80% approval rating. How is that possible? It seems like... I, I haven't seen that recently. I know that was there. I hope it's falling. Because I hope so, too. I, I mean, look... You know, there is no way to justify what Andrew Cuomo has done. In fact, we were going to do a little uh, Andrew Cuomo on Studios America tonight going through. We've been going through his timeline. We did um, some in March. We're we're actually towards the end of March now. And I just I want this. I don't don't know if anyone even cares. All I know is at the end of this, at the end of the day, I want to have the entire timeline, every single day what this guy did. So there is a history there so that people can go back to it when they try when he tries to run for president or whatever in 2024 or whatever, Um, because it is it's inexplicable that this guy is getting credit. He has done a legit, objectively terrible terrible job minute by minute. Remember, this is a guy who's now saying like, oh, um, you shouldn't you know, he's he's first of all, now he's now um, banning. Uh, our visits like if we wanted to go to New York right now we would not right. be able to because we're right. in a hot zone right. and we'd have to quarantine for multiple weeks he said the same when Rhode Island started to do the same thing to him he said it was not neighborly um, <laughs> when he went is that exactly <laughs> not neighborly he, when he tried to shut down people say he's like this big shutdown guy he was not a big shutdown guy he waited yeah. he waited and waited and waited if he had yeah. actually acted like he seems to want to portray that he did there would be far less deaths in new york he he went very late and in fact berated bill freaking de blasio for suggesting they would have a uh, a shutdown and 3 days later shut it down do, he was that out of touch one of his first one of his first press conferences that he did, he bragged about this businessman that called him at his office and said, Bill, I heard you're shutting things down. He's like, I'm not shutting yep. things down. And he yeah. bragged about that mm-hmm. for weeks yep. and, and waited and waited and waited until the problem was completely out of control. Yeah, he's done. A, he's done the worst job maybe in the world. Yeah. I mean, maybe like, in the whole world, like you think about like where where has it been really bad? Italy, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, the death rate in New York is way, it's like way three beyond. times as bad as it was in Italy. Um, you can, even if you go to the, uh, the, the, the provinces, almost all the provinces in Italy have a lower death rate than New York as a state, not the city, because the city was obviously worse. I'm just saying the whole state, it was worse than any country in the world. The fact that he, like, and what's going to be really agonizing, and I hope you can all prepare for this, and everyone in the audience can prepare for this moment. Now, Texas, Florida, uh, Arizona having flare-ups. It's going to get probably worse in our states um, than it is in New York right now. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to be seen as a guy who had mm-hmm. this big problem mm-hmm. and solved it while everyone mm-hmm. else is screwing it up, and you, everyone's going to want to commit suicide. Don't do it. It's not, it's not, don't. 
don't kill yourself over this. I mean, it's going to be tempting, but don't do it. It's good advice, too. Thank you. It's good. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank thank, you. I, you, I thought you were, you were going a little bit dark, but then you took it back up. Yeah, you took yeah. it right there. I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. I said, don't kill yourself. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, ExpressVPN. Uh, so in case you guys maybe you don't know what a VPN is, but it is really important these days to have a VPN, especially a lot of you who are working from home. Uh, and you, you really want a VPN that you can trust because, as it turns out, the, the virtual private network, the entire reason behind it is because uh, you can't trust like all of the Internet service providers who are tracking all of your information. And so you want to make sure you have a reliable provider. Well, we've got that with ExpressVPN. It is the best, best VPN on the market. They don't log your data. Uh, there are a lot of them out there who log your data and they sell your data to ad companies. That's how they make their money. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trustus Server that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your info. They can't even do it even if they wanted to, even if they got like really mischievous and they were like, we're going to do it. They couldn't. All right. They are also the fastest. There are a lot of VPNs that slow your connection down. They might make your phone or your computer very sluggish. You can't use it. It's too slow. ExpressVPN always has internet speeds that are blazing fast. You can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. And uh, you don't have to input or program anything. All you do is fire up the app. It's really simple. Even the ones who can like barely use a touchscreen on your iPhone, you can figure out how to use ExpressVPN. Uh, it has won many awards. Wired, CNET, The Verge, a bunch of other tech journals rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. Protect yourself with ExpressVPN. You can go to expressvpn.com slash why today. You will get an extra three months for free on a one-year package. That is expressvpn.com slash why. expressvpn.com slash why. Those of you who are still waiting for the repeal of Obamacare, well, it probably won't happen. But the Trump administration is trying anyway. Uh, on last night, they filed a brief in a highly charged Supreme Court case that uh, has the potential to completely overturn the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. Uh, and it's the California versus Texas. It's brought by a group of red states arguing that because Congress took away uh, the penalty associated with the individual mandate, um, that it's no longer constitutional because, you know, it was all tied to this individual mandate and whether or not it was a tax was the entire reason that they decided that it was constitutional. Um, now they're saying that it must not be because the individual mandate is not, quote, severable from the rest of the law. So it was so instrumental to Congress's plan when it was originally passed that the rest of the law needs to be declared invalid by the Supreme Court. I would love it if that would happen. I don't have high hopes, especially with, you know, I mean, we're looking at what, who's, who's going to be on our side? John Roberts? Yeah, yeah. Well, gonna... this is the most conservative court. <laughs> oh, oh, I mh. mean, oh. it's almost like Barry Goldwater and Ronald Reagan are the only justices on the bench yeah. right now. That's how conservative <laughs> this court is. Well, yeah. you, you remember when all of the liberals were literally crying in the streets that once Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Mm hmm. Took, took over, I mean, they were going to have all of their rights overturned. It was going to be so conservative. It, it doesn't look like they're overturning anything uh -huh. we want them to overturn. I wish Roe v. Wade was in jeopardy. I really do. I pray for that to happen. I don't think there's 
any chance nope. at all they'll overturn Roe v. Wade, even though there's some precedent, even with this uh, ruling they're going to make for the Louisiana abortion clinics, whether or not they have to be within 30 miles of a uh, of a hospital that the doctor has privileges it, um, even even that ruling, I think, is in jeopardy, even though they've made other rulings that would lead you to believe that maybe they rule the right way here. I don't think they will. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they will. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to them to 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 go cut a little bit on the fringes here and there on 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 life and abortion at some point. And you know, the same thing here. You know, like this is a case that even some conservative analysts don't really think is the best. I mean, we fired our best bullets in this particular right. battle already. Um, there was already cases that absolutely should have overturned this and didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's more on the weaker side. I, I, they keep trying. I don't think there's any chance it's going to happen. Really, this comes down more to, I think, pol- politics. Yeah. It's interesting that, and I think I think admirable that the Trump administration is still trying this. They obviously yeah. believe this is right. Yeah. Uh, that being said, um, you know, it's only giving, politics-wise, it's, it's obviously not going to be necessarily helpful, right? Like, it's going to say to, it's going to help with the base, and they're going to say, hey, I'm glad he's going for it. But they're going to try to paint him as in the middle of a pandemic, you're ripping away health insurance, right? Um, Now, of course, he's not doing that. And he's just being consistent with what he's been saying this entire time. Right. And and blatantly, it's it's not constitutional. I I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, But John Roberts doesn't agree with me. And I'm unfortunately not on the Supreme Court at this time. Well, at this time, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, mean, you never know. Could name me at any time. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> um, well, I found it very interesting yesterday. I saw a clip of Joe Biden who was campaigning on uh, he wants to provide the American people with affordable, quality health care. And I'm like, who are you? I th- are you not one of the people responsible <laughs> for the literal legislation called the Affordable Care Act? And he actually has the audacity to come out and still campaign on it over a decade later now. We're supposed to trust that this time, this time he's going to do it, Pat. I, I don't I don't believe anything he says, obviously, but I especially <laughs> I mean. It's ludicrous, uh, but the guy's out of his noodle anyway. We all know that. He's losing his noodle, and he says a lot of things that, uh, like the 120 million people dead thing. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even know what he's talking about anymore, but it's not surprising at all because Democrats uh, lie about everything. <laughs> they, they lie. Oh, yeah? That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's confirmed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's like if, uh, if President Trump uh, tried to get his border wall, wall built and got a bill passed that did that, and added all the security measures that he wanted. And then, like, four years later, he's like, by the way, I, we got to secure this border. It's crazy. <laughs> Everyone's crossing the border constantly. It's like, well, wait a minute. Didn't we build that giant wall? And you have, like, lasers pointed at everybody who walks up next to it? You and, told like, us it would fix you everything. Said it was going to fix it. And, wait, you want to do the – it really makes no sense. And, you know, it shows that there is no level of this, you know – one of the things, and Pat, you know, we, we did this a zillion times on Pat and Stu and, and back on the radio show, um, the clip of, of them talking about how, it, you know, Barack Obama saying that he wanted a single-payer program, mm-hmm. uh, the Trojan horse for the single-payer from uh, Tides Foundation. They announced, they, they all knew that Obamacare was not the end. What they wanted was something much, much more. And they admitted um, it. And then. they admitted it then, and then they tried to hide it, and we got called the biggest lie of the year for saying that it was, that it was true. And then it, here we are a few years later. They got their plan. 
Yep. And they're still trying to, uh, to, to, to change. And they're like, oh, well, Donald Trump has, has changed parts of it. Some of that is true, but he's not been able to do much. He did get rid. He did not get rid, but he did lower the minimum. Uh, the, you know, the, the foundation of this lawsuit is that the, the fee is now or the tax is now zero dollars. So it's no longer a tax. Right. I mean, there's some validity to it. But the bottom line is we know we know now where the rulings were. It's not going to get overturned. It's just going to be a political, um, you know, uh, weapon yeah. for the Democrats to fire at Trump. Yeah. All right. We've got more to come back in a minute. Other than that, the Supreme Court's doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's doing a great job. Great. Thank goodness for Gorsuch, huh? Before we go, uh, you know, we played the clip of Joe Biden, which is not making any sort of sense. I I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Nancy Pelosi uh, up talking today at a press conference about doing, you know, doing more for George Floyd, talking about police reform. And um, there's actually someone else, I guess, that's involved in all of this, you know, police reform, police brutality stuff. I've never heard of him. I want to see if you guys have. But here's Nancy Pelosi uh, just today. Watch. I'm very proud before the Judiciary Committee that before he testified, he said to me, Madam Speaker, do you think that I can tell George's daughter that his name will be always remembered because you'll name the bill for him? And I said, well, I'll recommend that to the Judiciary Committee and to the the Congressional Black Caucus who have shaped the bill. But I only will do that if you tell me that this legislation is worthy of George Kirby's name. (laughs) George COVID? Is that what she said? George Kirby. Oh, Kirby? Kirby. COVID? I didn't know. (laughs) What are the odds that there's another person who's been affected by this with the first name George, but his last name's Kirby now? That's how commonplace it is. Almost every George has been killed. I haven't seen the George Kirby story, so I'm looking forward to hearing more about him. Isn't that typical, though? I mean, <laughs> yes. she doesn't care enough to no, know the guy's care. name. Doesn't care at all. I, I, None of the Republicans care. have to name a bill the George Kirby bill. <laughs> like I think, I, whatever. That, wouldn't that be great? The police bill should be, be named awesome. the George Kirby bill <laughs> in honor of George Kirby, <laughs> who has all been. We don't know his story about, per se, but uh, I know it's important. Still, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so sad. Yeah. Like they're totally using this guy as a prop, and yeah. oh yeah, they don't the de- care I mean, at all. Generally speaking, the left is all for it. They have no idea. But does the Judiciary Share Committee? <laughs> yes. Do they know about George Kirby? <laughs> they know about George Kirby, obviously. Okay. obviously. I want to know what's in the cup. What's oh, in the cup? God. Is it water or is it vodka? Oh, I think it's something stronger than vodka. There's a lot of clear <laughs> liquors, and it's something with a higher Everclear. proof. Oh, yeah, we're it's at the Everclear. Yeah. Clearly, hold, she's holding herself up right here. She's got a firm grip on the podium. It's the only thing that explains her behavior is that she's hammered all the time. I know. She has to be hammered all the time. I, she can never speak. You know, she's make, she makes the strangest facial expressions. She can't get through basic words. And she her sensibility, I mean, she's lost it. I mean, she, the thing she did the other day was disgusting when she said, uh, yes. you know, uh, hey, the committed murder. The committed murder of George Floyd. It's like, are you, are you, ta- what are you talking about? Like, she is a cartoon character and is really bad. Yeah. Um, although, George Kirby, maybe that situation is more serious than we realized. You know? We don't know. I, you know, I had Adam Carolla on uh, yeah. last night, and he in his book, he he goes through these things and he keeps setting you up. He's like, "Hey, remember, uh, remember um, what's a guy uh, Nicholas Sandman?" Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, "Remember Nicholas Sandman? Uh, remember that whole story?" And then he gives you, "Well, did you hear about this guy 
who was 85 years old and was actually not not just had someone stand in front of him like the the Native American did in the Sandman story, but had someone actually assault him. He was a pro-life protester, 85 years old, pushed to the ground, beat to a pulp. Uh, do you remember oh. that guy? And I was like, no. no. I'm in this industry and no. I didn't know it. He did it four or five times to me when I was reading this wow. book. And I'm like, this wow. is unbelievable. Wow. How about the white guy who was killed by cops in a totally ridiculous way? Gave several examples of that. Those things happen all the time when we don't notice them. Maybe George Kirby is just a story we missed. I don't know. But it, sh- it, it, it does show that the, the media just emphasizes these, you know, a, a few names here and there. And what is every argument? Every time you ask, you ask LeBron James if there's a problem with police violence, he'll give you Trayvon Martin, yeah. like Brianna Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, George Floyd, Eric Garner. And, only, and, and because he got through five names and he can remember 10 words in a row, we're supposed to be impressed by some national problem. Although that's mm-hmm. anecdotal. Yeah, yeah, I love it when they use Trayvon because a not killed by a police officer, b not killed by a white guy. No, so, uh, but other than that, it's almost well, a perfect he, example. Well, he almost he was a white passing Hispanic, as I have been called many times. Oh, oh wow. apparently that really? counts, and that's okay. true. Uh, we've all, with her. Yeah, we've yeah, only got a couple minutes left, <laughs> but I want to get your thoughts on the Dixie Chicks. Well, I should say the group formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. The Dixie Chicks, mm-hmm. they, they've, they're, it's too racist. They've now dropped the Dixie in their name, and now they are just the Chicks. Um, Pat, I, I think the big takeaway here is that they're still a band. <laughs> yeah, who knew? <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I genuinely, I was like, oh, gosh, they're still making music. Well, that's good. Early in the 2000s, I used to wake up nightly in a cold sweat uh, thinking, Damn it! Are they still called the Dixie Chicks? Right? It it haunted me. Yeah. It did, but Finally. then I forgot about them because <laughs> I don't know. They haven't been mentioned for about twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah. to find out, first of all, they're still around, and they still have Dixie in their name was very disturbing. So thank you for I can't just making it the Chicks. I can't believe they haven't been canceled yet. Yeah. However, I do have questions about the Chicks, Stu, because I mean I. I'm a little offended by that. It is. It's very sexist, I think. I think it goes deeper, too. I mean, you have the Dixie Chicks. You go to the Chicks. That's sexist, obviously. Mm -hmm. Then you just have to shorten it to the... Now, <laughs> yeah. uh, it doesn't sound too bad, but the word he is in it. So now you're down oh. to just the letter T. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so you're at the letter letter T, and I think, you know, it wouldn't be very descriptive. I will say, unless they can come up with a, the band name of we want to change, uh, build a time machine and take us back to 1999, no one's listening to their music anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, really the only way. The mm-hmm. name is not going to make people happen. Uh, ha- have it happen. You need to go back in time, I think, for anyone to actually care about the Dixie Chicks. But... I'm so I'm impressed. I, I did not know that they were they were a band either. Um, <laughs> they have not been relevant. Um, that whole if... protest against the Iraq War, as relevant as it seems today, <laughs> uh, really has not caught my attention. I wonder if that was maybe part of the decision to change their name. Right I think there. part of it too is they had a new lead singer named George Kirby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's where George. That's where George Kirby. <laughs> okay. Oh my God! Now uh-huh. it all makes sense. Does, does he identify as a female? <laughs> he and that's why He's with the chicks. <laughs> he does. Okay. <laughs> we got to take a break right. back in a minute. <laughs> oh, gosh. George Kirby. Rest in peace. <laughs> Is he dead? Yesterday's poll, do you trust the polls that uh, reporting that Joe Biden is beating President Trump in key battleground states? 91.6% mm. of you said no. That's not surprising. Do I trust this poll, though? How can I trust this poll? Well, this poll is way more scientific than okay. the other polls yeah. that are showing Biden win. I would trust the polls that he's behind in the battleground states. However, 
we don't have an election right now, so it no. doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, we've been dealing with kind of this pandemic thing. Nobody's thinking, no about, thinking the, about the it. campaign he, right he now. Which is he can be a thousand sc- points ahead. It doesn't matter right it's now. It's kind of scary to me, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, a little bit. Because part of me is like, okay, well, we've got time. But then I'm like, I mean, it's almost July. It's mm. only, what, four months or three <laughs> months? Um, so, I mean. It's insane to think about. Normally, we'd be in full election yeah. right now. The issue, I think, though, is that people really haven't considered this yet. You know. Donald Trump has spent basically, what, two speeches going after Joe Biden. At some point, this is going to become the focus. We're going to see debates. Mm -hmm. People are going to focus on this election eventually. And when they do, that's when you can start to really look at these polls, I think, with seriousness. Uh, Today's poll, with social media censorship ratcheting up, will you make the switch to parlor? Or stay on Twitter. I feel like this is sponsored by Parler today. (laughs) (laughs) Will you switch to Parler, stay on Twitter, or use both? Now, I will say I am using both right now, and I have gotten special requests for both of you to join Parler. I'm on Parler. Are you? uh, Yes. Check it out. At Stu Does America on Parler. Check it out. I I, I mean, it's a good... Pat is like Mr. Social Media. Yeah, I I thought you were Mr. Twitter. I'm Mr. Twitter, but now I'm switching to Mr. Parler. Okay, good. good. Yes. And I'll probably have the same activity level on Parler as I have on Twitter. (laughs) So So you can expect a lot from Pat Gray on Parlor. All right, guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks for having us. RIP, George Kirby. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.